This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Cottage Talk, and co-hosting with me right now is Jan Janais and Max Cohen. This is a breaking news episode, as this morning, Fulham sacked Savica Jokanovic and replaced him with Claudia Ranieri. We have a lot to talk about with this breaking news, and I want to say shocking news. I did not see this happening. Janis, I'm going to go to you first. Just give me your opening thoughts on the breaking news here. Uh, well, it is a bit of a shock. I mean, I... We, we we were poor against Huddersfield and we expected a reaction on Sunday. We did get it. He, he changed things around. Slava, I thought we played much better. And, you know, I've got a few friends who are Liverpool fans who thought that we were very good in the first half. Um, we got jobbed, really, with the with the uh, Metro goal. Yep. And they marched up the field. But there was, there was reason for optimism. But obviously, um, the Khans felt that... Um, with the international break, that, 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 that you know somebody was going to take the fall, and he's the first manager to go this year in the Premier League. Um, I feel bad. I mean, whatever people say or think of our recent form, he, he took us back to the promised land. He That's ran right. that ridiculous run. Nobody's ever going to forget Wembley, and certainly, least of all you. And um, I, I feel very mixed, mixed this morning because I'm very sorry to see him go. I do like Claudio Ranieri, though. He's, he's an excellent coach. It's just the manner that, uh, you know, it's, it's always, you don't want anybody to lose a job, and it always comes as a shock when it's your own manager, especially after the year that we had last year. Okay, excellent there, Giannis. I, I have my own views that I'll share after I go to Max. Max, I'm the one I think that, that told you about this news. It, it came very early in the morning here. I was up, so I actually saw the news right away. What were your initial thoughts here? Yeah, you know, I, I woke up 5.30 a.m. I don't know why. I just checked my phone, and I, and I see that message from you, Russ, and, and I thought it was an April Fool's joke early, honestly. Um, I'd never been so disappointed or so sad to be right. You know, I, I'd called for Salisa to be sacked after Huddersfield. You weren't in agreement. I think a lot of people also were not in agreement with me. And I also called for Rainier to be brought in, and, and that was a shock at the time. And I honestly did not think 
those situations would ever come to reality, at least not in this, in this way. It's, it, I'm so torn, just like Giannis and you, Russ, because deep down in my heart, I know it's the right decision. I know that no manager can really recover from six straight losses from such a historically bad start to a Premier League season. But at the same time, a lot of those factors are really out of Slavisa's control. Many of them were his fault, but a lot, a lot of, also a lot of them were not his fault. Right. And, you know, as Giannis mentioned as well, we can't forget how directionless this club was in the winter of 2016 before Slavisa came. We had that two-month period without a manager when Stuart Gray was trying to right the sinking ship, and we had no idea where, where we were going. And he saved us in relegation to League One. Not only saved us, the very next season took us to the playoffs. The very next season picked us up from that playoff defeat to Reading and finally took us to the promised land. And for that, I don't think Fulham fans will ever forget Slavisa Kanovic. But we have to separate his legacy from the reality of today. And that was sadly, he's, he was not ready to be a Premier League manager. Okay, very good. All right. I'm going to share my opening thoughts here. And uh, as I've told a few people, I have some very strong opinions on this. And I really do. And let's just start off by saying I, I tweeted out that I would be not happy and uh, I guess you could say upset if they did this. And so I am very upset that they moved away from uh, Savisa Jokanovic, who uh, gave Fulham so much and I think deserved the opportunity in the Premier League more than the time that he was given to fix the problems. He was given a brand new team. And I think it's unfair what they're doing right now. Tremendously unfair. I understand it's a business. But given a brand-new team, many of these players came on the last day of the window, guys. You know this. And to expect it to happen overnight, again, I think I didn't realize how difficult the challenge would be, and it has been challenging. But I could see a way through this, and I got a glimpse of it in the Liverpool match, so that's what makes this even more difficult. And I really could see Fulham eventually figuring it out under Jokanovic in their first year and then uh, pushing on from there. I think many of these players fit into Savisa's style. Maybe some didn't, and he was going to have to adjust to that. I think that's also part of the issue. But uh, I'm a big fan of Savisa, so this is a very difficult day for me. I'm completely against this decision. I just am. I don't think you get rid of a manager that – gave you so much and not give him enough time in the next step. And I don't think they gave him enough time. So I'm not going to change my mind on that. I'm, I'm very upset by this move. Nothing against Claudio Ranieri. I will also say this, that I think he's a fine manager and will probably do a very good job of Fulham Football Club. But I want to start just talking about Savisa. And uh, I'm against this move by um, Shai Khan, Tony Khan, Alistair McIntosh. They look at it as a business, I understand this, but I look at it as a fan, and I'm completely against the move, guys. So, Max, I'm going to go to you. I understand where you're coming from on this. Just give me your thoughts on, let's focus on Savisa, and you talked about everything that he gave us. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think he was given enough time? I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Russ, this is the, the, thing, the thing I'm going to bring up now is that he was given the opportunity numerous occasions to sign that contract over the summer, to commit his full-time future to Fulham and say, I'm in here for the long haul. And he didn't. He only has himself to blame. I'm sorry. He, we heard that the contract was on the table. He was reluctant to sign it. He didn't sign. And if he had signed that contract, I think we're talking about a very different story this morning. 
I think he's not sacked. The Collins recognize he's the man for the job. He's in this for the long term. And even if we do, do go down, he'll bring us back up. But he did not want to commit to that, Russ. And, and, and that's why I got punished. And also, I think I agree. The, the Lurk performance showed an improvement. And honestly, I, w- I would have been inclined to let him stay on for longer. But the reality of the situation is you can't base a decision on promotion relegation off one performance because we don't know if that would have translated to the Southampton match. I mean, we saw an almost very similar performance, not the same, but we saw an improvement against Manchester City away we did. in the league, and then we saw a terrible performance in Huddersfield. What if the same thing happened at Southampton? At the end of the day, I don't think it would have happened, but the board, cons, and the Macintosh, they couldn't take that risk because if we'd lost against Southampton, we're, we're, I think we're in too deep. The international break is gone. If you're bringing a new, a new manager, that, manager then, then it's truly a matter of not having enough time to settle. And yeah, as I said, that was just too risky of a proposition for the cons uh, to live with. Right, Max. But see, you brought up a good point. We all saw improvement against Manchester City. That was where it really began. I know it's the Carabao Cup, but I saw a way for Fulham to play against the bigger clubs. Manchester City now against Liverpool. You had that going on. I understand in between you have the Huddersfield Town match. But I think that he would have figured out that part of Fulham as well. I, I think the problem was he was trying to figure out how to play against the bigger teams in the league. and then the other teams where you need to get points off from play his style. And I think that maybe he went against that a little bit against Huddersfield town, or maybe the players just didn't react to what he was telling them quickly enough. And uh, they were dominated in that game. So I understand where you're going on that, but I could see a way out of this from Savisa Jokanovic. But, but what about Max. the contract Russ? What about the contract? That again, I don't have an answer for because he, you know, again, there's been a lot of talk about this contract situation, And I'm one that believed that he should have signed a a new deal by now. He didn't. I don't know exactly what went on there. So that's that's a little muddy, Max, because we don't know the details on what was going on with uh, a potential contract. That's the only issue I have with that. I understand where you're going because I was thinking, well, he needs to sign a new contract. But I don't know the details of it. Yeah, I I think that's fair. But at the end of the day, we – listen, I love Salisa. That's never going to change. But one thing we do know about Slavisa is that he's, he's a very, very stubborn individual. Yep. In many ways, it's his way or the highway. And yep. it took a real triumph. I don't even know how the Fulham management pulled us off, but they're giving him to stay after the Craig, Craig Klein fiasco, after the entire transfer fiasco, after, remember, at one point in time when he's going to the press after every match and before every match and complaining publicly about the transfer policy. So this is a manager who really always thinks he's right. And I think that came back to bite him here. He didn't want to sign the contract. He wanted more assurances that he knew he wasn't going to get. And he didn't give himself the job security that he ended up needing. Okay, very interesting. Giannis, over to you. I want to get your thoughts on what Max just shared because he was in the final year of his deal. I don't know the ins and outs of how this all was playing out, but I understand where Max is going on that because uh, Gons, as a business, have to consider – their head coach is in the middle, you know, again, middle of, of his last season. So do you think that's a factor in all this as well? I'm not sure. I think, he, I think, um, I think Slovisha followed the same model as Roy Hodgson. If you remember when Roy Hodgson was here, he, he tended to go on rolling contracts year by yes. year by year. Yeah. And, and, and the flip side of that is that, you know, it gives the, the, the manager also the, the, 
the option of if something does come that piques his interest, he, he can leave, um, but say, you know, it's only a rolling contract. It's not like it was a three, four, five-year term. I don't think the contract would have played a, a role. I think that might have been a gentleman's agreement between the Khans and, and Slavicia. Um, I think, I understand what you're saying, Russ, about, you know, it's just in terms of the way, you know, the speed of, of the decision. I think at some point, um, and, you know, Slovenia seems like a pretty stand-up guy, but at some point, someone, um, will he say anything about the players that he inherited this year? Because we've, we've, we've argued on many a show that um, some of these players, some of these acquisitions have been questionable at best. And you know the old the old saying about you can't make a chicken salad out of chicken shit, right? Um, and so some of these players have not played very well, and they don't look very good either. And um, you imagine being a manager that had a team that, that did as, as incredible as we did last year, and then your owners spend a lot of money on players you don't know anything about, and then they come in and you go, what the hell have you given me? And then all of a sudden now you ask to gel all these players into a lineup into a system that you have where you realize that the players that have been brought in the system just aren't good enough. And then all of a sudden, because we had injuries to start the season, don't get me wrong, but we were pretty tight defensively as a unit last year. I know it's a Premier League, but all of a sudden, you know, we were leaking like a sieve. And then, um, then we stopped scoring. Then we stopped creating chances. And um, there's only so much you can do. And um, I think... You know, I saw signs on Sunday that we were beginning to turn the corner. Right. But clearly, the the owners thought differently and felt that they re they needed to bring in someone who who is um, renowned for the defensive approach to keep things tight. And he always did that. The King Power. I mean, he yeah. Ranieri's championship winning team. It was they were tremendously disciplined at the back, especially with the dropping of the midfield. Everybody had a role to play. Um, in, in their third. I'm going to call it, if you call it the four zones of the soccer field, I'd, I'd say, you know, zones one and two, everybody had a role to play. So um, I think they've gone with that, but I think the way it's been done has been unfair. And I think that he will live, Slava will live in folklore in this club um, in terms of, even if he came back with Brentford or QPR, yep. he would get the, the, the most rousing reception. <laughs> The, the sort of rousing reception that Roy Hodgson gets every time we play against him. You know, there's deep love for Roy Hodgson, and I think there'll be deep love, love, deep love for Slava, but it does put pressure on the ownership now. It does. This will not sit well with many, many fans, and it's not like Ranieri is not going to be given a lot of support. The fans will support him. Sure. They, they will warm to him very quickly. But but there's still, you know, there's still the... You feel like you've lost a long... You've, you've lost a friend. you lost yep. a friend. Not not like a Mark Hughes plasticky. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna make all you know. I'm going to phony pleasantries in the media. Lack or, of ambition. Um, you know, yes. cheese, cheese grating on your on your kneecap and your groin, <laughs> a la Felix Maga. Um, this is a guy that we could actually identify with, and, yep. and I know that the fans, many fans, will be very sorry he's gone. Yep, I'm there with you, Giannis. Listen, uh, before we move on from Savisa, I want to end by reading uh, an excerpt from the post on Foam Football Club about the announcement. And there are some quotes from Shai Khan, and I want to get both of your thoughts on it, and then we'll switch gears and talk about Claudio Ranieri. But I want to end by sharing this with you because I think it goes along with our conversation about Slavisa. 
Here are the quotes from Shah Khan. Quote, I wasn't anticipating having to make this announcement related to Slavisa and wish the circumstances were such that I didn't have to. But our path this season has led me to make what I know is the correct decision at the right time for our players, the club, and our supporters. Slavisa will always have my appreciation and respect for everything he did to return Fulham to top flight football. I'm hoping everyone in the Fulham family shares my heartfelt sentiments for Savisa and joins me in wishing him success and good fortune wherever his next stop may be. Khan said he and his son Tony Khan, vice chairman and director of football operations at Fulham Football Club, considered and spoke with a number of potential candidates within the past week, with Ranieri becoming their mutual and obvious choice. Tony Khan and his staff will continue to oversee the first-team player recruitment and contractual agreements, and he will work closely with Ranieri. All right, Giannis, back to you. What are your thoughts about this? Because I think we're now learning a little bit of the timetable here. They were talking to candidates within a week's time, so something was in the works in my mind. In my opinion, this was not just about the Liverpool match. I think they were planning this beforehand, Yeah, in my opinion. It- yeah, if we'd won at Anfield, I think he still would have been gone. Um, and I, again, um, I, look, we all hope he, we all hope they've got this right. Um, the good, the good, the good news, if there's any semblance of good news here, is when they made the decision. They've made the decision in you know the first week of a two-week break. So, if they were going to do it, this is the time. I'll give them credit for that. Yeah, this is the time they're going to do it. I mean, is there any is there ever any good time? No. No. Um, our first game of the now our first his first game in charge will be against Southampton. That's obviously a massive game. Southampton are really struggling right now. How 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 lovely how lovely would it be if we could knock off Southampton and, <laughs> and um, ensure that Bellend Hughes um, <laughs> get, gets gets his bottom booted out of uh, yep. the mirrors. That that'd be nice. But. Um, there is a little bit of a better taste in the mouth. The last time I felt like this, um, I'm going to be honest with you, the last time I felt like this was 35 years ago, and that was the the, the firing of uh, Malcolm McDonald yeah. back in the 80s, which for many of the older fans who listen to the show will remember very well what happened there. And, and Malcolm had a fantastic team in the second division. We got jobbed by Derby County or cheated, whichever way you want to put it. We had a super team, played some incredible footy, and um, I still seem very fond of him. McDonald was a wonderful player, um, but but a very good manager for us, and and that was the way that was handled. Mind you, that was Ernie Clay, but it was was, was pretty gruesome. And there'll be fans that will will look back to that and go, you know, that that wasn't... um, that wasn't exactly kosher. Okay. But, so there'll be a, there'll be some pushback, but I think, you know, once the, the fans get to the cottage a week on Saturday and they'll cheer Ranieri. Ranieri is one of these people that's very very difficult to dislike. He's to very likable, so he has that yeah, very likable. No question and, and about that. And you know, people. I mean, there was an absolute uproar when he was fired at Leicester. Yep. Um, and um, and I agree with that that there was an uproar because I disagree with the sacking at Leicester City of uh, Claudio Ranieri. So it was terrible. I, I, it, yeah, it, it I thought was that was horrible. It yeah. was horrible. And, um, it, and it, was, it was uncalled for. Unfortunately, we live in an era where, where owners don't give a donkey's bollocks. I mean, you, you know, 
we talk about Mike Ashley, um, but um, if you've got money, you've got power. Yep. And power at the pull plug whenever you want. And um, I, you know, I'd have given him the Southampton game with Harry, so it's only one game. And if we get a win, and it looks like that shape that we showed against Liverpool is working, then you're showing faith. You're showing the faith that you showed him last year when he took us on that ridiculous run. That's right. And so it just goes to show that, unfortunately, in life, especially well, especially in this game, there's no bloody loyalty. No. And uh, he's not going to be starving on the streets. He's going to get a job soon. But we're a homely club, um, and we're not a militant club. And, you know, we're, we, we love our players, and on the whole, we love our managers. So a lot of us will be hurting today because of this. As, as pleased as we are that Ranier is going to come in, we'll be hurting for Slav because of, of what he's done for this club. Totally agree. And listen, we'll be talking about Claudio in just a second. And I'll share my thoughts on him because I think he's a quality manager. This, for me, has a lot more to do with Savisi Jokanovic. And Max, I want to get your thoughts on the quotes that I shared from Shah Khan. And obviously, you can also comment on what Janis just shared. But I want to also ask you this. This is my fear, my friend. And the parallels. Different time of the season, but in 2013, what happens? Fulham decide to sack Rene Mullenstein after playing Liverpool. Now they sack Savisa Jokanovic after playing Liverpool. And again, my fear is be very careful what you wish for when you do this, because I, I did see improvement. So I want your thoughts on this angle of it, because it's the irony is unbelievable that it happens twice against Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I think what we have to look at and. I brought up the 2013-14 season as well last week, but that came after the draw away at Old Trafford, which was an unbelievable Super Bowl, as well as the the 2-3 loss at home to Liverpool, which was a much better performance than I think what we did against Anfield because we actually went up, we went in the lead twice in that match. Um, So that's different. And also bringing in McGat is so much different than bringing in Claudio Ranieri. I mean, the the two appointments can't even be described in the same breath. Um, But also, let's just separate our emotional feelings on the Slavisa sacking and the Rainier appointment, which is difficult to do because I think everyone loves Yakanovic or what he's done. And think about the way it was announced, right? As soon as he was sacked, it wasn't even a sacking. It was an appointment and then a sacking, right? right. So there's no waiting period. There's no period of instability when, you know, the the gambling sites are saying, oh, who's going to come in? He's 5 one, he's 6 one. They brought in the man as soon as they sacked Slavisa. And there are two two things to be to, to be asked about that, which is what well, looks like they're interviewing people while Savisa is still in the job. That's right. It's a little bit suspect, but also, I mean, it's, it's very smart. You, you don't bring it, you don't fire someone until you have an exact replacement ready to go and set. And I think that's in the end, good business. And, and it's a little harsh. It's a little cruel, but I think I'm very grateful that we have a ready made replacement ready to go. And we take away that period of instability, which might've occurred had he been sacked earlier or had we not been looking for a placement once Lisa was still in the job? Okay. It's a fair point, Max. And I understand what you're saying, that they actually did their due diligence to have someone ready. But it will always leave a bad taste in my mouth that this is just my opinion. I don't have any proof of this, that they were already looking for his replacement. If you look back at what I read, it says within a week. Well, that's if it's within a week, how many days is that? I, I just have this feeling that this was going on. Uh, before the Liverpool match. I could be wrong. This is just my opinion. And 
you know, again, I, I don't ag- agree with this, and I'm not going to agree with this. No one's going to convince me otherwise. And when we get to the end, I'll share the poll because the poll is actually very polarizing because it's split. It's extremely split. I did two polls. I'll share them in a little bit. But let's move on. Let's talk about Claudio Ranieri, okay? I'm going to read a, another quote here, and uh, th- this is, again, from Shah Khan. So this will give you an idea of why they did what they did. This is coming from the uh, chairman of Fulham Football Club. Quote, making a change without having the right answer or succession plan was not an option. To having someone of Claudio's caliber ready to accept our challenge was comforting, but most of all essential. Claudio is a risk-free and ready-made for the Premier League, and particularly so for what we need at the moment at Fulham. His recent body of work with Leicester City is literally legendary. And then you look at Claudio's experience with Chelsea and big clubs throughout Europe, and it's pretty evident we are welcoming an extraordinary football man to Fulham Football Club, unquote. And those are quotes from Shai Khan. So, Max, your thoughts on that, and then thoughts on Claudio Ranieri. And then yeah. I'll go to Giannis. Yeah, I think Claudio Ranieri is the best appointment we could have made right now. And, you know, I, I called for him a number of weeks ago, and I'm, I still support that he is a very good candidate for the job, very good man for the job. He has – he's taken over a similar situation um, wherein he's been on the team who's been struggling with relegation and brought the full potential out of them. And I don't think anyone can dispute that what he did with Leicester City in 2015-16 is perhaps the greatest managerial achievement of all time, considering we've seen how uh, divided the Premier League is nowadays, right? And I think he will be the last person ever to break the hegemon of the top six. I mean, come on. A Leicester City winning the Premier League, it's probably the greatest story in sports history. And we, now we have the manager who pulled that off. Okay. He's known for bringing a lot of stability, which is something we sorely need. He's known for bringing defensive um, consistency, which is also something we need. And certainly at Leicester, he played a 4-4-2. I don't think we're going to see that at Fulham because we don't have the players to do that. But more likely, I think we're going to see a very consistent 4-2-3-1, which I'm hopeful will really suit the players we have. So he brings in defensive positiveness. He brings in vast Premier League experience, Premier League title-winning experience at that. And I think, as you guys mentioned earlier, he's a likable guy. He's yes. not an Allardyce. He's not a party. He's not someone who's arrogant. He's going to come in here and be brash. He's a very nice man. You know, we saw what he did for the city of Leicester. Right? You know, buying them all those... Um, all the, pizza, all the players' pizzas after victories, um, uniting the city, certainly after the tragic death of their chairman most recently. Yep. He's, he's a class act, and I he think is. we're very lucky to have him at Fulham. Listen, very good points. He is a class act, and uh, that's what Fulham are getting. So on that point, I understand where you're going. Giannis, I w- want to get your thoughts on this. I'm going to throw this to you because while this is going on, I'm, I'm thinking about his time at Leicester City and thinking about the system that he used – like Max said, mostly a four four two. I'm, I'm sure he will probably change that based on the type of players that we have. Here's my concern: How do these players fit in to Claudio Ranieri? And I'm looking right at Alexander Mitrovic. Does he fit for the way that Ranieri plays? I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on the hiring and also how the players fit with Claudio Ranieri. I think. Uh... I think I think Mitra actually will fit into into the system. I mean, um, you know, Ranier has always been a big big fan of having a target man up there. I think the, I think the real question mark will surround the, the work of the midfield and how that shape is going to look. 
because he's going to demand um, he's going to demand defensive excellence and especially the movement off the ball uh, when we lose possession. And um, every team he's been at, you look through his his record. He's pro- I mean, he's been a he's it's not let's not forget. You know, we talk about Chelsea and Leicester, but this guy, you know, spent was at Inter and Inter Milan and, Roma. and Juventus, Atletico, Monaco. Brief spell at the Greek national team didn't do so yep. well. Fiorentina, Parma, Valencia. I mean, he's been at all top clubs. I think what he will need to do is um, just get them. Um, to ensure that really that everybody has a role and a responsibility in terms of um, what we do in terms of defensive shape. Because the big thing, I think, maybe from the calm perspective, is that defensively we've looked wreckish this year. Right. And um, Tim Ream made comments about players not caring. Now, um, is that because they tuned the coach out? Um, is there politics in the, in the change rooms? what was going on that we perhaps don't know about. Ranieri will come in, he will walk in, and as soon as he walks into that change room, he will command immediate respect because he's a, he's a winner. And um, and that, to me, is massive because everybody in that change room will know who he is. They will know his recent and um, long-term past, and, and they will listen. And one of the first things he will tell them, probably, is uh, the table doesn't lie. We're bottom of the table. Um, I'm not going to attack any uh, your previous coach because, and, and and for good reason because coaches are a pretty tight fraternity. Uh, this is down on you as players, so we have to look to turn this around. And you will listen, and you will learn, and we will do this right, and we will start the beginning, the rena- renaissance with Southampton, who are equally struggling right now. That they can't seem right. to be able to buy buy a, a goal, let alone a result. So um, he he will command the respect, and if players do not put in a shift, he will um, he will he will sort it out accordingly. So players like Stephen Sessegnon, as an example, yep. is someone I can see very quickly getting into the lineup. He's going to want meat and potatoes players that will put the shift in, but he'll have, he'll work with players that will um, take responsibility. So. I think players like, believe it or not, Stefan Johansson might might flourish under this, just because it will give him more of a role to, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, locking that midfield up. Angisa has been very in and out. Um, yep. Terry, you know, got dropped for, for Liverpool. But so. let me ask you about him, Giannis, because I'm curious about him within the system of Ranieri, because uh, he's been compared to Conte, who flourished under Ranieri. Yes. And so I'm curious, how do you see him working out under Ranieri? I think the, uh, I think it can work. I think the problem, I think the problem that Angisa has is he's not very quick. Um, and th- this is an unforgiving division in terms of speed. And where we, if you looked at where we've really struggled, I mean, we've, we've made some bonehead errors and. Yep. And, and, and in terms of decision-making, it's been questionable at best. But where I think we've really got clobbered is speed. And, and let's take, for example, that goal on Sunday. You know, is it, is it, um, is it a goal for Mitro? I think it is. But then we've switched off. Yep. We've switched off, and, you know, you play at the whistle, 
we switched off and in a matter of 10 seconds they've gone on the other end and they've scored. And it's that attention to detail, it's that thinking about the game. I often say to players, you can even have players playing at the highest standard of the game that are very, very good players, but do they understand the game? And when you look at a Man City, Man City, their players, to a T, understand the game. They know right. where they need to be, they know where they need to move, and they just instinctively read situations brilliantly and very, very quickly. The game against United on Sunday really, in my view, was men against boys. City's one of the best teams I've seen in a long, long time. They're a fabulous team. And I think with Ranieri, he's going to have to, he's, he's a good teacher of the game and he's going he's to explain to them, you know, well, in certain situations, part of your development, especially young players, is to understand what is happening. Not, don't just play it, understand it. So I think that will be a good message and a refreshing message. And um, they'll want to. These players will want to prove. They will want to prove uh, their new manager right, and there'll be an element of guilt as well. Russ, and Max, they, yeah. the, a number of them will be upset because they'll feel responsibility for Slavers' sure. demise, and they'll want to prove a point. And uh, and they should do. They should look in the mirror, because okay. unfortunately, it's the players that let Slaver down. Absolutely. So you think that players you just mentioned, Ngiza, I mentioned Sari, you think. They could fit into how Ranieri wants to play. Yeah, I do because I think he, because that's how much I rate him as a coach. But okay. if they don't put the work in, he'll lose his ass out. He'll get rid of them. <laughs> okay, very good. All right, guys, I'm going to share a couple polls with you because I, I find them revealing what the uh, phone supporters feel about what happened today, and uh, I'll share both results. Here's the results on the uh, Cottage Talk Facebook page that I did earlier. I have 428 votes, so there's a good amount of votes here. And the poll was, are you happy with the decision to sack Savisa Jokanovic and replace him with Claudia Ranieri? Yes was at 54%. No was at 46%. So there's a little bit of separation, but it's still pretty split there, guys. And on Twitter, I did another poll. There are more votes. There are 727 votes. And it's 51% to 49% yes, and no was at 49%. So, again, it's fairly close. The Twitter poll is really split. The one on Facebook, there's a little bit of separation. It's, so, it's like Brexit, Ross. Slabs it. <laughs> well, what do you think about that, Max? That just shows that this is really a difficult situation for the phone supporters because they are completely split on this. Well, I shouldn't say completely, but in one poll, it's 51-49%. The other one's, like I said, there's a little bit more of a separation, but it's pretty split. It's tight, and I think, I mean, it shows how, you know, the Fulham, the Fulham community rarely agrees on anything. Um, but because it's such a contentious decision. Yeah. But regardless of whether you just agree or disagree, I almost think that's past the point. The decision's been made, right? Yep. Now what we have to do right now what we have to do is get behind Ranieri and get behind Fulham because at oh, the end I of the day it's I not it's yeah it's not Silesia Kanovic football club it's not Claudia Ranieri football club it's Fulham football club and no matter who's in charge we have to trust they'll do the best they can to at this point keep us in the Premier League because that is the only metric that matters on that so I think you know it's clear people are divided yep. there are a lot of people want Silesia also equally if not more people want him gone the two sides however have to reconcile 
um, realize the new, the new reality, right? Like Brexit, if you will. Right. <laughs> Do we need a second referendum? Do we need Slavisa back? Um, if your narrative fails, I don't know, maybe, who knows? Uh, we still have his number, right? Um, but I think, I think he'll be gone by then, my friend. He'll be, gone. He'll be, he'll, he'll be somewhere else. I, I, I think, uh, wait, actually, just to address that quickly, I don't think um, he will. I think a lot of people said, oh, he won't be out of a job soon. I, I don't, maybe in the championship, I don't see any Premier League team hiring him. Um, but maybe the championship team will. Maybe in Spain. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe in Spain. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, people disagree. That, that's, that's totally fair. Yep. But, you know, in the Southampton match, get behind the lads, get behind Ranieri, and hope you get the three points. See, I totally agree with that part of it. And that's very good by you to bring that up. We have to get behind the team, and I'm going to get behind the team, but that doesn't change how I feel about this decision. Giannis, your thoughts on this, on these uh, polls, and uh, how the uh, Fulham supporters are generally pretty split on this. Yeah, yeah, but the polls are polarizing, no pun intended. Um, and, and it is down the middle because I think there's, um, and even the ones that voted to dispense with Slava, I'm sure have mixed mixed uh, um, mixed emotions. And it's funny because, um, you know, uh, if you look back, even the Moulinshin uh, uh, firing was a little questionable. The yeah. question there was, you know, was he really... I mean, uh, luckily we released uh, Matt, uh, Felix before he'd uh, you know, consumed <laughs> and rubbed the world's supply of cheese on people's legs. Um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. I think there's going to be you know for a lot of Fulham fans, there's going to be a period of grief, yep. um, and then a little bit of mourning because you know we're you know we're all going to be sorry and I miss him. But you know we've got we've got a big game ten days ahead. With a manager, who's, I know that the fans are going to like, and um, yeah. and now we now now we really need to look at the players, the player. Or, well, actually, I think t- two things. I think we've got to look at the players, and at some point, we'll be casting our aspersions on the ownership. Because, totally agree. Yeah, at, at totally some point, Yannis, I'm, so, I'm glad that you brought that up because they're part of this pie, my friend. They are a piece of the pie. Yes, the they are. That they brought in. Yes, you can't. You know, as I said, you know, you um, some of the some of the uh, you know, I, I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't want to ever put any of these players in the same world class um, Pele category as Mark Fotheringham, um, <laughs> because you know, I mean, yeah, he, he. I mean, he was beyond horrendous. But um, at the same time, some of these players there have been some question marks, and we've obviously had injuries. Yep. But uh, I will say this though: I wasn't pleased with Tim Ream's comments in the media because I'm not a fan of airing the dirty laundry. Neither am I. But, but I made that what point he did too. Yeah. David, I lo- what he's saying is, hey, players, pull your finger out. If you don't care, get the hell out of here. Oh, and uh, Ranieri won't put up with any nonsense. I can guarantee you that. Yep. Um, he will. Um, he will trust the players to a point, and if it looks like they're not putting the work in or playing to this system, then he will dispense with them accordingly. So uh, I'm expecting us to come out firing on all cylinders um, against Southampton, and uh, I'm expecting a good performance there. And as okay. I said, the irony of the script that might be written is just brilliant, because you're going to have a fantastic atmosphere. Um, we're going to have everybody's tragedy hero, uh, Mark Hughes, coming back. <laughs> You know, he's the man of ambition. Yeah, he's a game away from being fired. He is. He is. He and, absolutely is. And it would it would give me great pleasure 
Um, and, and, you know, I'm not taking anything away from what he did in this club. He did do a good job, but in terms of the aftermath and um, if we were to end his tenure at Southampton Football Club. Um, but uh, it's going to be an exciting game, and I'm looking forward to it. Be very, I suppose we're all going to be excited to see who's going to be in that starting 11. Yep. Um, it, it, for all these players now, they're, they're, on, uh, they're on trial again. Okay, excellent. All right, final topic. I know I, I said we're going to be ending just real quick to both of you. First, to you, Giannis. Where does Slavisa Jokanovic rank in full managers? In, uh, well, oh, Lord. Um, the earliest I can remember is um, really with any fond memories is Alex Stock. So in terms of the managers, all-time managers, um, if I would say number two or three, I think, I, I mean, yeah, possibly two or three. I, I think um, Alex Stock took us to the FA Cup final. Um, Roy Hodgson took us to the Europa League final. I mean, that's a run we can, and he saved us from, you know, relegation. Um, Jean Tigana has to be obviously up there with, you know, the greatest team that's ever yep. played in the championship. Um, and Malcolm, I mean, Malcolm McDonald was, was just, I mean, if you lived through that time, it was so much fun to watch that team play. They were just so much fun to watch. But Slavisha went on such a special run and he took over such a mess that he has to be in the top three in my lifetime okay. because he galvanized the squad and he created a squad that was so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but every, unless you're Sir Alex or, yeah, and even I was to say Wenger, but even for Wenger it ended, unless you're Sir Alex, you're hired to be fired. Right. But he will live on um, because of the incredible job that he did here. Um, so for me, he'll be top three in my lifetime. Okay, excellent. Max, I know that you're much younger, so you can't really <laughs> go that far into the history like Giannis can. But in just your history, where does Slavisa rank? Yeah, I, th- I think I'll also put him top three. I think Hodgson, number one. Um, and you'll put, obviously, Felix and Gat, number two. <laughs> no, um, and 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 Tigana number two, and then yeah, and then it has to be Kanovich, just because yep. of not only what he did bring us up, but what he did saving us. The duality, yep. something that you know I can almost compare to Claudio Ranieri in a way. Yeah, um, and how he dealt with a team that was um, very would just survive relegation the previous year and brought them to their fullest potential, and just bringing that from Suiza to Ranieri just to conclude. That's why I'm so optimistic about Ranieri. He won the league, right, with a back four of Wes Morgan, Robert Hute, Danny Simpson, Christian Fuchs, right? Won the Premier League with a back four of that. This is a manager, if anything, can get the absolute best out of average players. And right now, we have mediocre players. Yep. I can expect Ranieri to really get the best out of them, and that's why I'm optimistic. Okay, excellent. I keep saying final question, but that reminded me of a topic that a friend of mine wanted me to bring up. I'm going to ask you both real quick this topic. Giannis, to you first. Do you find it interesting? Do you read anything into the fact that Claudio Ranieri is listed as manager and Savisa Jokanovic was head coach? Um, no, I think it's just etymology. I mean, I think that, I mean, the, the head coach thing, the mantra is really our North American thing, right, Russ? I mean, here they don't. Yep. 
yeah, and whereas in Europe it's you know the gaffer, the manager, whatever. No, um, unless of course um, he's, he's going to give him more power. Like for example, you know, stick Alistair McIntosh in the River Thames with a pair of cement boots. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, we're not we're not sure what the contract's going to look like. Right. Um, in terms of how much power he's got, I mean, he might come and say, "Now look." I know you're spending the money, but I want to have a say. I want to have a say about the players we pick. Well, that's up. why I'm bringing that up. Does this? Yeah, and I, 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 I think that's only fair. I mean, you don't. To be fair, to Slava, you know, I mean, a, a guy walks in. Oh, who are you? Oh, I'm Angie. How much you spent? They, they, the club spent seven billion on me. Well, you can't walk a straight line. Oh, well, I must be worth that money. You know, I mean, and every, 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 every um, coach has the different flavors. Yep. But we don't have to be Mourinho to figure out that a few of these players are just no, it's not it's not work. It's just you can see they're out of their depth in a in a totally and utterly unforgiving division. Which I have to tell you, since we got relegated in fourteen, the chasm has got so much bigger. Oh, I, know. I mean, I, we had uh, we laughed at players like you know Hugo Rodriguez, um and Corley Woodrow, um, you know, and um, Chris David and players like that were playing for us back in 14. But right now, this division is, I mean, the top teams are so much better. They are so much better than us. I mean, it's so much better than the, 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 the second half of the, the table. It's scary. Yeah. It is. You know, that's why I think it might be a relief, this notion, this rumour that the top five might break away and do a European league, because, thank God, <laughs> you know, you've got to make it competitive. Look what's happened in Scotland for many years, Russ. I know. It's you've got two clubs. Two clubs, only two clubs have won the Premier League in Scotland since 1987. And the only other one to win it was in 87. And ironically, 80, it was 86, the manager was a certain Sir Alex Ferguson. Probably. That's right. That's a good point. So, um, but um, we shall see. Um, yep. Let's see what happens. There's going to be lots of pictures and photo ops and you know, press conference. Let's see what he's got to say. And, um, okay. And um, but I'm I'm excited. I just you know there's a bit of grief and mourning going on here um, in terms of uh, Slava's Slava Slava leaving the club. Okay, very good. Quickly to you, Max. What are your thoughts about Ranieri being named as manager and not head coach? The only reason I'm not getting excited about that is just because the club made it very clear in the announcement that Tony Khan. We'll still oversee transfers and signings and contract extending and whatnot. So it still looks like he will be, in essence, a head coach in terms of his roles, but they'll just be calling him a manager. Maybe because that just makes him feel better. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> Very interesting. Good stuff, guys. Listen, on short notice, thank both of you for uh, doing this with me. We will do a post-match show at some point of the, of the Liverpool match. We've actually just ha- had a few scheduling issues. We will be figuring that one out but this obviously takes precedent this is big news and uh i want to thank both my co-hosts max cohen and jan shanaez for doing this with me and uh, i appreciate you very much doing the show but we do have to wrap it up for max cohen and jan shanaez i'm russ cohen thank you as always for listening to cottage talk it's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match all your mates around you've got your mcduggan share boxes ready to go Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. 
at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.